What's going on, guys? So, welcome to another episode of the Amaria Bro Show. Uh, today, I have Katie Trainer. She's a local artist here in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, and recently uh, she uh, did a presentation at the Rotary Club at Lebanon Country Club. And after the presentation, I had the opportunity to talk to her and kind of like introduce myself. And um, I, I wasn't even planning on like introducing myself. I just like asked, "Hey, so what was the presentation about?" She like told me. And I'm like, oh crap, like, so um, this person is actually super interesting. I want to interview her. So, Katie, thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, can you tell me a little bit of your background, like what you have been doing so far? <clears throat> How did you start um, your journey in general? Uh, so, the art journey has quite a story behind it. Mm-hmm. So, um, So I'm currently a large-scale public artist. Um, I work in school districts and stuff. Um, Before I was that, I was technically a homeless traveling magician. (laughs) So how that happened was um, I got really into magic. I used to perform magic shows like uh, like all over the place. I'd I'd get booked for like state performances, street performances, stuff like that. Took it to the road, got rid of all my stuff about seven years ago. Um, Started traveling the country, um, got very very into um, business texts and like spiritual texts as I was traveling um, ended up out west for a couple like a, a year and a half then as I came back I got there got very sick when I returned back here um, so I was sick for two months almost and that was in the winter time so then after I recovered I was like well what am I doing I'm like now this is three and a half years ago right now mm-hmm. I was like okay now I'm just like a homeless magician <laughs> oh no like what did i do with my life i'm 23 or i'm 25 at the time and so it's just crazy um i took what i was doing on the road and which was making magic tricks at like on the streets and i took that and did that around here so i went to farmers markets i went to like little festivals um any type of little event going on i would set up and like hope the cops didn't kick me out <laughs> that's pretty much like part of the the game yeah. with street performing um, but yeah, I would ask for donations. I developed this theoretical science meets art series, which I would put behind me and people would like buy my prints and then I would do magic tricks to like persuade the cops to not kick me out. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I got my first opportunity was in the West Reading farmer's market. Um, the Elm street director came up to me and his name is Dean Rohrbach. And he's like, tell me about this piece. So it was a Fibonacci seashell. I explained yeah, yeah. it, explained why I thought the Fibonacci was amazing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Here we are. If you want to do a mural, I'll pay you a thousand bucks to do it, but it has to be better. So I was up for like an entire week straight, like trying to design, like come up with how can I make this better? So I did um, art throughout the history of the ages of humankind mm. mixed with the Fibonacci. And then, so that was what he commissioned then. And then that would, that just like set me on a roller coaster into like public art and how it can affect the city as a whole and how we can change the development of um, the entire structure of the town. And um, it, there's a whole bunch of different, shifts that can happen if it's if it's applied properly and if, it, if you do it differently and i was trained in people who were trained with the philly mural program mm-hmm. so i learned like the best materials the right way to prep the wall the right way mm-hmm. to finish the project like yeah. the, you don't just paint something up there you you take into consideration the people who are going to come out of their house and see it every day you know it's like if it's going to be there for years you have to make sure that you're taking responsibility on what they're going to see and how it's going to make them feel the message and so yeah you don't just slap stuff on the wall so like i learned from like the best <laughs> oh, Dean, good, dean's yeah. no longer alive right now by yeah, the way yeah. yeah so um that was your mentor right yes oh okay. so dean dean and mike miller mike miller was mm-hmm. the west reading mm-hmm. like the big he works with all the students he's a teacher out there but he turned the program into um mural production 
That's so like true. all like he's had thousands and thousands of kids paint murals in West Red now. Oh wow. yeah. Wow. So um, how do you how do you think that art can help a community to be revitalized? I think that's how you say it. How how does that work? And and have you seen any change in the community? Like overall, like around Pennsylvania or where you have been? So um, there's different approaches to it. You can go with powerful imagery um, in a very key location. And mm. uh, anybody who sees that hopefully gets the message you're trying to send. Mm. And hopefully it's a positive one and not something to disturb people. Mm. Um, so there's that aspect, which is like the day-to-day -day slap in the face. Like, what are you going to see every single day? And then there's the aspect of which I work with, with kids in schools now, too. Um, so I've been doing that for the last two and a half years. And so that's taking ownership. So the kids are part of the design. The kids mm -hmm. paint the project. The kids now are responsible for a piece of the city that's going to be there. If you use the right materials, it'll be there for 20 years, 30 years. Mm -hmm. So it's like now it's like, a, and so that, that reduces litter. It reduces night traffic. It reduces um, the lack of respect for the city. Wow. That makes sense. So it's like an emotional shift yeah. of starting to, to care. Um, right now I have a mural that I painted with a bunch of kids in uh, Lancaster at the science factory that they're donating to one of my projects in Lebanon to be put up. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's painted by a, a bunch of students and it's only nice. a 10 by 10, but it's like kids holding hands and there's food in the middle and like it's a great. big heart. Yeah. So, but it's, it's, um, it's a chance to have the kids take ownership in the city mm -hmm. and they don't always get that chance. No, yeah. no. Yeah. And how, when, when you see your art and like the stuff that you have done, If I can ask you to describe it in a sentence or a word to describe your legacy when it comes to oh, art. Legacy, oh my gosh. Uh, what, what word <laughs> what would you use? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> what word would you use for your art? If you could describe it and say, well, this is how I see okay. it. This my, is the emotion that people feel. My key word is inspirational. And Good. that's like my main focus because I feel as if... Um, inspiration is something that's transferred energetically yeah. and therefore you never know how far it can go yeah. and you never know the amount of like distance it can travel in somebody's life. Like, like let's say some kid in the future is like, Hey, remember that random person that did this random thing that one time. And mm -hmm. now suddenly that thought about that thing is going to change your life for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. you never know how far your ripples go. Yeah. And so that's kind of like one of my quotes in my book is that. It's great. It's no. great. And then when you, when you have to do a mural, do you decide what you're going to do or do they tell you kind of like what they want to have or is it a mix of both? I'm at the stage right now where I hardly make any of my work right now. Mm -hmm. I work for other people. Yeah. Like I make big stuff, but I, I tell them, I'm like, it's going to be in my style, but like, what do you want? Yeah. And so like, if they're, if they're like, oh, you can arrange whatever you want on this. Yeah. That hardly ever happens. Like everybody mm -hmm. has an idea of what they'd like to see. For sure. And I'm not the best salesperson. So it's hard for me to be like, <laughs> I think you should do this. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. good at adding to their initial idea, yeah, but like sure. I, you could just dissolve yeah. thousands of hours into design that yeah. never gets seen. I mm -hmm. mean, so I pretty much, if they're going to hire me to do it, figure out what you want, yeah. give me at least a basis and yeah. we'll build off of that. Yeah. But like, It's just, it, I don't know, it's just hard. No, no, it's it not is, my it specialty. Is, it is. And, and if, I could, if I could ask you, what is your style? How would you explain that to me? When it comes to art and like public art, what is your style specifically? I'm not good at subtle colors. So I say high contrast. Okay. Um, I'm very vivid, very high contrast, um, lots and lots of color. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I don't, I, I, it's probably just, I can replicate different styles, but uh, it's never going to be just, oh, look, there's, there's a subtle mural over there. That's mm -hmm. probably Katie Trainer. Like that's yeah, yeah, never yeah. going to be a thought most likely. Mm -hmm. And, and do you ever sign your work? Like, do you ever, so this is funny. Yeah. Um, I used to hide my signature cause I wanted the piece to be the piece. And then somebody was talking to me um, that bought one of my art, like I used to do shows and stuff. Yeah. Somebody was talking to me about the value of the signature. You're not, you're buying the piece, but if you're supporting local arts before they're big, you're taking, uh, you're taking that name and hoping that name's going to be worth something one day. So like I'm helping you now. And then hopefully this is going to come back in the future and like up increase the value. Yeah. And then when I realized that they're like, you need to sign your murals bigger because a city's hiring you and your name is now going to be the piece of value that people seek out. Like if you get like a big, if you just keep stepping it up, you know what I mean? So I started signing my pieces a little bit larger. I used to like make it almost the same like monotone color as the background that it's on and like a little, like a little brighter, a little enhanced. But mm -hmm. now I like, I, I don't, I'm unapologetic about the signature. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it'll be there. I'll make the title bigger. I'll make the year bigger, but it's, my name is now still mm -hmm. not hidden. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I didn't want to be ego, but now it's not ego. It's like, this is adding value to this product. It does add value. And I was wondering because I know some people don't like putting you know, their name out there. I didn't used to. And, and it makes sense. You know, you have your own reasons, but at the same time, what that person told you makes sort of sense now. So I, so it's also the, the, the whole Jason Derulo like <laughs> thing. And I used to be like, Oh, I can't stand this guy. He's always at the beginning of every song, like Jason Derulo. And I hate it and I hate it and I hate it. And then I realized like, I know his name. There's a like, reason. For yeah. It. And like, he, I'm like, as much as I can't stand it, like it matters. And now he's like a thing. You know, okay. So, so good point that you're making there. You know, it's, it's kind of like, Oh, I don't want to be someone who's seeking attention or like, I don't, necessarily want all the lights to point at me yeah um and i i understand that but at the same time like um like i'm studying public relations right that's my my field mm -hmm. and one of the things that i've understood is that if you want to make an impact at the end of the day attention means power and mm. and, and it, even though it's kind of like a conflict for some people where they, they don't really care for that attention and If you don't care for attention, that's good. It's a good yeah. thing because you don't depend on it. As soon as you don't depend on that, great. But at the same time, if you want to be able to impact your community in a larger way, you will need that attention. Yeah. And, and putting your name, that's why I asked you, like putting your name, because you never know, like you're here today, but you don't know in a year, two years where you become someone yeah. recognized. And then people know that this is the city that you were based off or working on most, you know, at least most of the time or somewhat most of the time but like mm -hmm. then people who are going to start just coming over to see your work and that yeah. is going to bring up the value of the community it's just like it's stuff that people don't really think on on yeah. like the long term like most of the time we just look at the short term like oh this is nice right now but like <clears> you don't really think of the legacy behind it yeah what we're talking about but like i i mean i know for example that i've been meeting with people lately and Your name was coming out a couple of times because of the work that you're doing. Oh, that's cool. Locally, yeah. <laughs> which is, yeah, that's great. Because I'm like, I need to know this. Like, I need to meet this person. And then I saw you at Rotary, like a speaking <laughs> gig that you had there. And like, I, w I didn't even know, like, because it, it didn't have a picture of how you look like. So I was yeah. like, I don't know how, if I see this person, like, I don't know. But then it was you. And I'm like, oh, because I'm like, yes. <laughs> 
Um, and then, um, yeah, so basically, like, I I would challenge you to keep doing that. You know, keep keep letting people know what you're doing because it's great and it's helping the community in a positive way. Now, I want to go into your book. I know you wrote a book. Um, mm. How was that? How was that process? <clears throat> how was the book writing? Yeah, how was a the process? Crazy nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and why are you publishing your book? Like, what, <clears throat> what, what do you want people to get out of it? So the the book is called What Are the Chances? Um, like it's, it's publishing under KA Trainer. The reason I chose that title is you'd be I was traveling the country and I'd be like I was very into um, studying the power of the mind and like like how you can use your your thoughts to be living in a positive mode or a negative mode and how experiences are yeah. able to be shifted instantaneously and like yeah. all that blah blah blah. So it's called What Are the Chances? Because I'd be like, man, wouldn't it be amazing if like this random thing would happen and then some, it would start happening and people would be like what are the chances you just said that like yeah like yeah. just funny stuff like like over and over it just kept being it being done and so i was writing in these journals like every day. things yeah your, yeah yeah exactly so that's what the book kind of follows oh, and so nice. um so and it challenges it too it's not mm. just like here's what i think it's like it challenges like whether it's true or not yeah and so and like how how much of it is true mm -hmm. so um but yeah, that's where that start, that comes from, and it's published under Ka Trainer, not mm. Katie Trainer. It's yeah, yeah. Ka Trainer. Why? Um, I thought that it made more sense to do. It seems like there's a lot more successful authors that are just letter letter last name. Nice. So I, I thought that, Good I don't point. know. That's, that's what I mean. But it's um, a way of manifesting. That, like, like, yeah. yeah. Um. So from there so it's about traveling the country and follows the magic thing and mm -hmm. the weird little like characters you meet and like all the funny situations bet, yeah. and um so that's that's what the book follows but the the process of writing it was very hard and that's not the way i would recommend anybody ever doing it taking <laughs> like a whole bunch of journals and compiling <laughs> them together and figuring out a timeline and yeah. um yeah i didn't i should have just typed stuff and just did that thing where you write like Anyway, it's, it took me a long time to write this. So I'm on seven years of writing it now. Um, it's, it's, it's done. It's just not published. It's not but published, it's like yeah. ready to be published. I have, like, I have a bunch of different editors. One's about to be... Uh, I recommend if anybody ever wants to write a book, don't do it yourself. You're right. Pay, <laughs> pay somebody to just hand them the whatever yep. file you have yeah. to. And I agree. <laughs> have that like, work with somebody else. It's a nightmare. It is, it is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. No, yeah. Yep. Is. And, and you're right. Um, from personal <laughs> experience, I can tell you that you need an editor. Yep. And uh, it, I know sometimes people... Okay, so I'm probably the opposite of you in that way. Maybe like, I, I just want to get it out there. Like, I, I just want to put the stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, the final part, like, just be out there. Like, I'm, I'm done with looking at the same stuff yeah. over and over again. But the second book that I wrote, I'm like, no, I need an editor. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have somebody, whether I pay them or they do me a favor to edit it. And they did it, and I'm like, the difference between the first one and the second one is yeah. So really? I agree with you. Now, <clears throat> I wanna talk about the manifestation stuff. I wanna hear your opinion on the topic because I, I, I believe in it myself mm -hmm. um, to a certain extent. What's your experience with like manifesting stuff and, and like seeing stuff becoming a reality that you had on your head and like, actually seeing it happen? Okay, so um, I, I encounter experiences that I didn't know you could have while traveling. So like I uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, I stayed at a couch surfer house and. 
the house had a, another girl staying at it that was traveling too. And she's like, the next morning she's like, oh, so by the way, can you like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, oh, I'm just probably, you know, cruising around figuring something out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And um, she then was like, would you, would you like to drop me off at the airport? And I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, whatever. And she's like, oh, cool. And the guy doesn't have to like get out of work to like come drop yeah, me off. Yeah. Blah, blah. So uh, she's wearing a shirt that says quit thumbing around. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what's that mean? And she's like, oh, I've been traveling the country. My goal is to get to all 50 states by hitchhiking by airplanes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you just, you know, you make connections with people. And these guys are always taking their little planes they built themselves. They're taking them up and there's always an extra seat. So they're like, yeah, I'm going up anyway. What's the, what's the big deal? I'll take you with me. I'll drop you off at the next airport. So she was like hitchhiking airports. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like this is so crazy. I yeah, never imagined I that. Yeah. So then that was like, like two days later, I had that opportunity. I was, I went to a yoga class in Venice, Florida went um i'll run up the beach mm-hmm. like afterwards i was like so hyped up my first time touching the gulf of mexico um there's these guys with these watercrafts i run by them i see a blue heron and i'm like kind of watching the sunrise it's amazing and then yeah. i go back and um, i talk to the guys with the weird watercrafts yeah. and they're like oh yeah da, 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 da. these are australian somethings kayak mm-hmm things are yeah. big and blah 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 and, I, and then I was like oh yeah well I'm traveling like I'm from this I just dropped this girl off at the airport two days ago and this is what she did they're like oh you read an article about her blah 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 and I'm like oh my god it'd be so cool to like go up in the sky and they're like well this guy here's a pilot a pilot that built his own airplane and I'm like what and I'm like do you want to take anybody up he's like well it takes I, I go up every Tuesday and this was a Tuesday mm-hmm. he's like do you want to meet at 1230 I guess I could take you up and so then I got to go and like go fly over the Gulf of Mexico and like do like two barrel rolls and Amazing. like yeah yeah and he built it himself and um so like that's like one of my really big extreme ones basically what you're saying to me is that when, when, when there's something that you want to get done you put your head into that and like mm-hmm. making connections like talking to people and stuff like that it actually can happen and it's like you have like an like a, a crazy impulse like the, like the like an electrical like yeah. charge like i'm so drawn to this human right here and it's like the one of the points i like to make is that you have to be brave enough and smart enough to do this stuff intelligently so that you're not like willy-nilly just like float, floating off and being deceived by people like um not everybody's going to tell you what is the truth but like if you're pretty intelligent about what you do mm-hmm. you can identify that this is something that's i'm not sure why i need to talk to this person and you could talk to them or you could not and you probably if you don't talk to them nothing will happen your life will go on but if you talk to them you, you might have this amazing opportunity or even like locations like sometimes i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing like especially after I, i'm finished working for the day i'm like i just drive around in circles like i'm like i don't know i'm like stuck you know and it's like <laughs> But I did going to a certain place and then suddenly like I see like my first art teacher. You know what I mean? Like, That's like I haven't seen him in like 20 years. <laughs> or like I encounter somebody that um tell like tells me a piece of information or like an inspirational, like motivational thing that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's gonna change everything. You know? And it's like your life would go on if you didn't do that. Yeah. And it'd be fine. But it's like it adds a little bit of magical essence to it, yeah. just by following that intuitive pull. I, yeah, yeah, and and just taking the, the step to actually doing it because like a lot of people yeah. miss the opportunities because they don't really take action and like go for it and either ask the question or talk to the person or do the thing, whatever yeah. that is, and then you makes life. You know, you you are going through life and 
the opportunities that could be in front of you, could be offered to you, you don't take them because yep. of fear, which uh, I wanted to tell you. It's fear, right. and I think it's fear of emotion, yeah. too, because you're not sure what you're feeling. You're like, oh, I'm, set, I'm scared. I'm going to do that one. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's the thing I know? I know that. Let me go over there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's stepping into the world you don't know. Yeah. And when you were traveling, also, like, I wanted to ask you, how do you, how, how do you face the idea of not knowing where to go next? Like, the, there's uncertainty that you feel of, I don't know what I'm going to do today, or I don't know where I'm going to go, like... That's what I mean. Like I get like stuck, so so, and I'm like, I don't okay. know where to go now. I guess I'll just go that way. Like, so you just go for it. Like, and I, really... I, I'm a big fan of parking and just walking somewhere. Like, where should I park? <laughs> where will I park and not get to it? I'll park there. I don't know where I'm going, but I'll go that way. And like, usually, just then you encountered like an amazing event. Like, oh, it's like a block party, like a community block party that's only a block long. And it's like, wow, that's cool. That's like, awesome. You're just like silly little things all the time, and yeah. it's like it's just like adding magic to existence. It's, like. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever feel alone or felt alone um, while traveling? Like, um, uh, or do you ever feel like because you 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 were always with different kind of people and like meeting people all the time? Like, it wasn't really a problem for you, like mm. not having like a base place because like you know like I live in Atlanta right now. Like, I I'm, I know people and like if I go anywhere, oh I know you. Like I'll talk to you or I know this person. But then when you're traveling. It's, always somewhere new and always yeah. person. how do you well um so I, I used to kind of feel like like I'd, I'd strategically be, be drawn to a location and I'd sit there and then the right person would sit next to me and then have this really cool conversation or like or like somebody from the same area would be there or um so I never really felt like I was alone until it got later like later after traveling and yeah. then um I don't know, things just, things shifted a little bit, I guess. I got, I started to just feel sad. Mm -hmm. But like now, now I kind of walk around here and I'm what, 11 years out of high school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the people around Lebanon are way different. Mm -hmm. And like, so I'm like, I could, I'm walking around here. Like, what's the point of stopping for dinner and not knowing anybody in this place in Lebanon mm -hmm. or being in like Wisconsin? I've never been there. Like, like mm -hmm. I could be, I could be anywhere and be alone. Like why? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I kind of have a shift like, okay, well, if I'm eating here by myself after working, I could be anywhere. Like, I don't really care. So I kind of like broke a barrier on that mode, but I did. There was a time sunsets used to make me lonely after a certain point. Like, after watching three or four or five sunsets by myself, um, I started to kind of feel like, like there's, yeah. all right. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I slept on, I had a station wagon too. Um, at a certain point in it, so I would sleep in my station wagon, and like uh, you start getting sad yeah. on occasion. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Is, I mean, and I'm asking because I've done some traveling myself, and it's kind of like so there's a point in the traveling that it's like, all right, like uh, I need to find somebody. You know, yeah. Like now what? Like, you know, like now what? Like, yeah. I mean, it can be fun. Like. You know, but at the same time, it can be exhausting, especially if you're on the yeah. road all the time. And it's so, like, like okay, the cool thing about Lebanon is you usually can go somewhere and see somebody you know, yeah. like, from the past. And so, like, it is actually really, really exciting mm -hmm. to be able to have that memory. Yeah. Like, you have, like, you can't just run into somebody new and all share the same memory. Like, yeah. like hey, remember, oh, my gosh, so good to see you. I haven't <laughs> seen you, like, since this yeah. crazy occurrence in the woods. Remember when you almost yeah. fell down into that tunnel? Yeah. Like, or, like, something <laughs> crazy, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so like there's there's not a I don't think there is a way to reproduce memories that don't exist. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You create them. And, and, I mean, like this is my motto is like, what can I do today that like 10, 15, 20 years down the road, I'm gonna have a good memory about it. Yeah, like I'm gonna see and I'm gonna say, I did that. You know, mm-hmm. like I look behind and and I can say that I don't regret it. You know. And that's one of the things that sometimes I feel, you know, people miss, like the opportunities that are, you know, what you're saying, like just take a step, like go somewhere unknown, like that that idea of getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Apparently, you're an expert on the topic. Okay. Uh, just being out of your comfort <laughs> zone. Like that, that definitely what you have been doing so far is really amazing. So, um, if last question is, if you could look back in time, or not look back in time, but if you could go back. In time, and talk to yourself. You have one minute. You see yourself. Ooh, this is a good question. And you okay. want to tell you something from the past. You're <clears throat> in the future, going to the past. You want to tell yourself something. What would you tell yourself? Do the YouTube channel. <laughs> have somebody. Have somebody help you write your book. Have somebody help you connect everything together. Because like I had this whole thing developed. I did the the Ty Lopez. I did selfies before they were selfies. Really? I did video recording. And then I lost all this footage. I didn't know what I was doing traveling. Like, I was like, hey, this is the Everything Show. Welcome to the Katie Trainer Show. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I like did this. Oh, my God. And I got so scared. It was self-consciousness. And it set in. And I lost all this footage. No and, way. Like, I, I was nervous. I'd be like, people are watching me record myself. Oh, my God. Now that's common knowledge. But like seven years ago, people weren't holding cameras to their faces no. and talking. No. And yeah. so like I did this stuff. And I felt this intuitive draw to do it. And like I should have just... I was so I was nervous. I didn't trust myself. I was like going through a broken-hearted thing and like not um, confident. And, yeah. yeah, number one would be trust that because like who knows <laughs> who knows what it would happen. I could I could have like sustainable income off of YouTube. Just right of YouTube, yeah. And, like I, I don't. <laughs> you, know, you know, so your answer has been like the most practical answer <laughs> I've ever had. Like most people say, you know, believe in yourself. Well, like you know, so which it's fine. Like but yours is like. Do the YouTube channel, write the book. <laughs> That's perfect. I love that answer. That's like kind of like my best answer so far on that topic. Um, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. I, I I think that at the end of the day, like you have that experience and you know that now when you're going to make a decision, you're going to be like, okay, down the road, how am I going to feel about this? You know yeah. what I mean? And it sometimes <clears throat> may take a while. It may not take as long, but like you already are doing something about it, which is the most important part. Well, Katie, again, thank you so much for um, being part of my podcast. Um, I would like to know how can people find you on social media and so that they can follow you and see what you're doing. So um, I have a website, katietrainer.com, that links you to my Instagram and Facebook. I'm so not good at paying attention to um, updating it, so it's pretty much only my Facebook, and, <laughs> but I have it. Um, yeah. So just my name, Katie Trainer Art is Instagram. Katie Trainer Art, um, I think it's Art Magic Author or something. That's my Facebook. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll look it up and I'll make sure I'll put the link. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much. I, I accept messages and stuff. I mean, that's pretty much the easiest way to yeah. go about it. Yeah, and then uh, your book. Do you have a specific place that is going to be available? On yeah, it'll be on Amazon, Amazon ASAP. Whenever the <laughs> possible happens is my, up to me at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah. Are what are the chances? What are the chances mm-hmm. is the title. Got With it. With a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, so you listen to this here, guys. Um, 
make sure that uh, whenever it's available, I'll I'll make sure you know. I'll do a podcast to let you know that the book is available and um, put a link in the description and then you can go and get it. So thank you guys and um, I'll see you until next time.